many of us have seen in Mesilus Tashorim, the beginning of the Sefer, where he describes a situation in most of the world where most of the intellectually gifted people place the, most of their focus and study and analysis on a variety of areas of wisdom. First he describes in the secular world that uh, also has a place. And then in the arena of Torah, many different areas, Piskedinim, Populi Halachis, Midrashim, but he says there are very few that will place their analysis and their focus on the aspects of completing Avodah Hashem, perfection of Avodah Hashem, on Ava, love of Hashem, on Yira, proper awe and reverence for Hashem, on Dveikus, on connection to Hashem, and all the other aspects of Hasidus which Mr. Sashar himself explains and says that it's very deep wisdom. And he says it's not because these principles are not important to them. If you'll ask them, they'll all say, these are the most important things. Avas Hashem, Yiras Hashem, Deveikus. Of course, these are the most important things. And that no one can be called a truly wise person, a Chacham, unless he has them all fully clarified. But the reason why they don't spend a lot of time and effort studying these areas is because they're so well known about and they appear to be simple, they don't see a need for placing careful analysis and study about these in Yonim of Ava, Yiro, Dveikus, Shleimus, Avoidah, and all the aspects of Hasidus. So he's attributing as the cause the fact that it seems to, the, to these even very gifted people that there isn't a need for studying carefully these areas, as important as they might be. They don't need real careful analysis and study and even. He assumes, I know what Ava is, I know what Yira is, I know what Hasidus is. And Mr. Shum proceeds to explain and show how they don't know. But it seems from the Chavis al that there may be another cause that blocks a person from wanting to analyze these areas. It could be something perhaps deeper or additional that's in addition to just the assumption that there isn't a need for Ion. And this we find in Shah Cheshmer Nefesh Paragimel, the 24th Cheshben, where the Chovos Lover says that when a person becomes more mature in his intellect, he has to relearn everything that he learned in his uh, younger years. And in such a manner, approaching in a way that he views it as if he never saw anything before. 
because of course the understanding of a person who is of a mature, developed seichel is not the same as that of a younger person. He says, do not rely upon what was already formed in your minds. These uh, deep matters. But it's proper to start the time of Chayzik Sichlacha when you're now fully developed in your intelligence. That might be age 40, right? To be Ma'ayin in the Torah and the Nevi'im as if you never learnt a letter. It's a totally fresh view. Now, this is, of course, not a simple matter. Um, when the Shiva Zahan Racha related how Rabbi Kvegas' sons wrote that when they learned with their father, they could sense that he was learning the Gemara as if it was for the first time. That was amazing. He was like, like, like amazed by it. But of course, that's Rabbi Kvegas in his memory. But even for an ordinary person, it's not so simple to take an approach of as if I never saw this before. And he says this also with regards to Tarish Abal Peh. The words of the Chachamim, the Kabbalah, you should study them and do not rely upon what was clarified in the, in the first learning. We learned the Sugya six times before. Don't rely upon that. But demand of yourself as if one who was just starting and Whatever is not clear, but you should view it as if you're first starting to learn it for the first time. And that's the only way, it seems, that he'll be able to have a completely fresh, new, mature view. Otherwise, he'll be limited or, or sort of held back by this mindset that I know this already. Then he continues with an amazing statement. Do not let the gaiva talk into you to think that your capacity for understanding has not increased over that which you had as a young person, minurecha. And that whatever you gained then, it's not possible to add to that and to to, and for that to become as if it was almost strange to you now, looking back at it from a view of a fully developed person. It seems as the power of gaiva to cause a person to think, I know this already, and nothing can be added. Now, it seems quite strange. Why she not want to believe for himself that now he has greater intelligence? To think that whatever I learned already as a youngster, that's all there is. I can't be lacking anything. There can't be anything more that can be understood about this Gemara or these great sinyonim of Ava, Yira, and Dveikus. I learned already about Ava Sashem and Yira Sashem and Dveikus Bashem, and there can't be anything more. So, it's a lesson here. This will cause you to be lax from being ayin. And you'll think that you're complete chacham. You're not lacking anything of what you need. So, 
it's, it's quite, uh, I don't know, amazing, maybe frightening, that so there could be such a power in a person to believe about himself. I have it all, and there's nothing that could be added to what I learned when I was a, a little boy or much younger. And in truth, it's really possible for it to be so different now than before that you would look at it and say, like, how could I possibly have thought that? Which happens to me sometimes when I listen to old tapes. I start screaming at the tape recorder. So, but there is this kayak. So, this could also be a preventing force of a person to want to be ma'ayin in the things that are so critical, so basic, so fundamental, because he thinks, no, I have it all. There can't be anything added to what I know already. And we find that in Rebbein Yaina and the Indian of Mesunim Badin, very appropriate for Eilam Mishpatim, that this Indian of not trusting, not relying upon what I, what, I, what I learned before could apply not only to something that I learned many years ago when I was much younger, it could apply to something that I learned just now and I clarified just now that I was quite certain, sure about just now to not be sure of it and to think it over again and to let it sit on my mind and come to the full clarity. Because explains the Mishnah Masunah Badin that the dying should not rely on the Tchilas Machshava, the first thought that he has about how to paskin when the Shaila comes to him. So Dinim is, is singled out because that is a very primary place in the whole Kim of Taira. That applies to all halachas and it really can apply to all learning. And now this Dayan is thinking that I have good, good clarity. I understand the sugya. I'm ready to pass it. The Tanis says, no. Wait. Think it over. Use a Lushan. Chimut samachshava. Brings the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Machmitzim esadim. Lushan chametz. Let it sit. Let it sit. He gains new insights. Oh, I was sure I had the, the right halacha. I just realized, no, I missed the points. Something wasn't really noticed. There's one word in the Rashi I didn't see. Oh, it changes everything. That's talking about Tanoim. And the mission later on, describes the case of Gas Libay Bahira, who's called Shaita Rosh of Gasruach, who wants the Paskin right away to show that he has such chachma that he could answer right away without any need for that. And wants to present himself as like some kind of a supernatural being who cannot see more than what he and sees everything right away in contradiction to what the Tana has already said, that no, you could gain greater Chachmah if you sit on it and think about it. So a person has to be ready to discover that he doesn't have the full understanding of something that he just learned with all his good capacity, which is quite certain is correct and is valid, to be able to discover, no, there's something deeper there, there's something 
more mafulpal, more creative there than that I saw right away. So, what could help us to accomplish that if the guy is working against it? The guy says, I, can, I don't want to admit that I missed something. Of course, at some point, a person has to be able to say, okay, I made my best good effort. At, at some point, he has to be able to pass in the child that can't go on forever. But he could sense that, okay, this is as far as I can reach right now. But the guy was telling him, how could you admit that you didn't see everything right away? Or that you didn't understand? Or whatever you thought about all life long wasn't really correct? What can help us against that? I'll let you think, but don't say it. What can help a person to overcome that, that challenge? To be able to admit, to, to be willing to admit, no, I didn't have it right all along, or just now even. So I imagine that what can help us the best is what Tabin Yena describes as who is truly called a Chacham. The Mishnah says, Ezeu Chacham, who is a Chacham? The Chachme Umas say, this is very fitting, the Chachme Umas say, the person who knows everything but doesn't truly value Chachma, doesn't really appreciate it, doesn't love it, he's not called a Chacham, he's a Tipish. Who is called a Chacham? Someone who loves Chachma, even if he doesn't have any yet, he didn't learn anything yet. But he has love for Chachma. How do you understand that? A person didn't learn anything yet, but he, a person is a being of intelligence. A person could know there is something there that can be gained, that's worth pursuing, that's worth, even when he's already a great Chacham, learning from anybody. And it seems from the, from, from the Mishnah, there, that this is not a simple matter to learn from any person. I valued Hashem's Chachma. So I was able to learn from even the youngest person. It can't be just a matter of listening to somebody they have to share. Maybe they know a piece of information that somehow I didn't pick up. It means a real sincere humility, hearing what they have to offer, getting onto their wavelength. Somebody much younger, much less knowledgeable, maybe only knows one thing. Let me hear it from him. The love for Chachma is what will empower a person to overcome what otherwise would be embarrassing. Ben Yemechayu is a Lashen. Davra Melech was Noyeg Kalus Reish Ba'atzmai. Hayyeh Noyeg Kalus Reish Ba'atzmai Lula Mikhaladam. Kalus Reish. Kalus Reish is usually like used for something that's terribly bad. It means like Okay, I forget my malucha, I forget my godless, I forget the, my, my position. You have some, you have, you have Torah, let me hear, let me hear. I heard a story. So, Shmuel Birnbaum gave a shir Sunday, Matzei uh, Shabbos in the summertime. The end of the parasha, a lot of people would come. It would get late, some people would start falling, falling to sleep. Michal sat in the front. He never fell asleep. He was much older than a lot of other people. So Rabbi Shmuel asked him, how come, how come you never fall asleep? So he said, anybody who saw the Avasatayra of a Baruch Bear would never be able to fall asleep in a shear. 
get from anybody, any Talmud. What do they have to offer? Another, another refinement of the Svara, the darkest clarity in the Svara. What a Simcha. So a person is the being of a Chachma even before he learned anything. And certainly after he's learned, so he can have the appreciation. So then it's worth giving up. Of course, it turns out there's not a lack of covet altogether. That becomes the biggest covet, Lefum Tzayir Agar, it all becomes included. But even if it would ha- have to, in some way, require a feeling of giving up on my COVID, it would be worth it. It's worth it. I think our main challenge is really essentially that sometimes we don't believe that we could do it. We don't believe we could be successful. So we have to know first, the most important thing is that's correct. We cannot be successful. We cannot do anything on our own. Even if I am the Yitzhar, we can't fight on our own. We cannot gain any Chachma on our own. Hashem has to give it. Me pivit in chachma. Hashem it in chachma. Piv das asvuna. But give us the lachizak to know what the Chavetz Chaim brings in Shem Oil and Paragud Gimel that every person has a personal chalik in Torah, which is the matmoin that is buried in him. That's the pasuk is saying about it. Kimatmoinim tach besena, and it says the Gros says because all the that's why Chazal says, It's called a Metziah because even beforehand it belonged to him, because it was there already, he's just find, searching to find it. So there is a buried treasure in the heart and the sham of every single Jew. And the place where I'm drawn to, that's where I could probably find my, that's where I could find my chilek. But we know with certainty, Every single person is conditioned for Torah. That's why the Gemara says, Call my name. He's robbing him away from the Nachala because every Jew was created for Torah. So that appearance that sometimes comes to our mind and comes to almost anybody's mind. I can't do this. I can't. It's not working. I, I just, it's, 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 it's not for me. That's just the mirage. That's a very effective mirage of the Yitzhahara. He has that power. That's part of the main, that's one of the main challenges to have the Amuna that every person has a chilek in the Chokhmah of Taira that can empower us to search for it, to find it, especially in the most important areas of understanding what is Ava, what is Yira, what is Dveikus, and what is Chasidus. Outside the MS, for loyal outside us for our Shem Shamsha help us.